So Dabo Sweeney and Clemson just went out and did what 95% of Miami Hurricanes fans wanted Mario Cristobal to do. Do we have the right to be a little frustrated here? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So the Clemson Tigers. They just went 11-3 and this season. They win the ACC. And yet, they just made an offensive coordinator change. Dabo goes out and steals Garrett Riley from TCU, the Broyles Award winner. We do have one of those, to be fair. We do have a Broyles winner. But then Dabo goes out and gets the hottest name in coordinating, Garrett Riley. Meanwhile, Miami fans, frustrated after going 5-7, and seven, with an offense that scored 19 points per game last year, yet Mario Cristobal is standing pat, at least for now, with the current coordinator. That's why Miami fans are frustrated. You know what I do when I'm frustrated? I go out and I seek the type of therapy that only Larry Bluestein can provide. Our boy Blue, South Florida high school sports guru, 560 WQAM in the sixth ring cane. So Blue, uh, Clemson right now, they're living the fantasy of almost every Miami fan going out and snatching Garrett Riley. Um, do Miami fans have the right to feel frustrated right now that, you know, an offense that scored 19 points per game last year, no coaching changes have been made? Yeah, well, uh, that's a good question. I mean, obviously, there's a couple of schools of thought. A lot of people are, you know, no matter who you talk to, and I try to get to the sources, you know, I mean, I don't. I'm not really, really good at listening to people who say, hey, I have a friend of a friend who was knows this guy who knows that guy. And I, I hear and, from a lot of those people, by the way. I, I yeah, hear from a lot yeah, of friends well, of friends. And I'd much rather like go ahead on with it. And, you know, and the one thing that I've been told is that, you know, they're they're kind of right now they're going to stand pat because there's a lot of a couple of recruits that pretty much hinge on you know, what this hire is all about and keeping, you know, coach Gaddis in place. So um, he may change his mind after the second national signing day, but for right now, I mean, it, to me, it would make more sense like with Clemson did and some of the other schools as you, you pull the plug now, uh, you know, if you're going to do it, but uh, yeah. since they're not doing it, I, I just think as time goes on, and the change isn't made, the likelihood of it may, being made, I don't think is going to be that great. And uh, I think that what happens outside the program is a lot of people get frustrated, but they don't understand the inner workings and they don't understand how, you know, how things go. And, you know, they just see, you know, what's black and white. And it, it's not always like that. And there's a lot of relationships built. Uh, you don't know, uh, you know, I mean, in meetings and we don't know all the things that go on that, you know, Mario understands that the roster was horrible. 
you know, and then you, you think to yourself, well, you know what, he's going to give some, uh, the guy or anybody on the staff that a lot of people think that maybe should be gone, maybe give him another chance or, you know, he doesn't probably even look at it like they failed. He just looks at it that they did the best with what they had. And I know that's hard for people to understand, but when you're inherited a roster that's average at best, uh, you know, you are you going to blame the offensive coordinator you, or anybody else? What if they got as much out of these people as possible? And that's what I think he believes and for right now. And I think that, uh, you know, that's the philosophy that he goes on. He, you, you know, if you know Mario Cristobal, you have to understand the one thing is he don't care what you or I think. He doesn't care because that's, that's not point. he he doesn't he doesn't care how angry we tweet. He's not going to make a he move. He doesn't. Fans. You know what? You know all these fans and all these. I know this guy who's a big booster, and he says this. He doesn't care about that. Yeah. He knows his job is secure. You know he he came in to do a job, and you know what? It's not like uh, you know a lot of other programs where you walk in and then the cupboard's kind of full. His cupboard was really empty. I mean, his offensive line was horrible. You you know, he had no real playmakers. Your running game evaporated with injury. Uh, You know, I mean, I mean, your quarterback really never had anybody uh, to throw to, you know, other than, you know, you have Restrepo who's out for five games. And so everything hinges, you know, I mean, I think when they do evaluations, they go, well, we didn't do this or we didn't do that, but there's got to be a reason why we didn't do that. Well, why were you so like, successful at Michigan, yeah. you right, know, and then right. all this stuff. So, you know what? I, you don't throw away marquee people just because they didn't uh, fill your, uh, the fans expectations. And, and like I said, this all could change. It all could change next week, but the likelihood of it changing now, I mean, cause they could have gone after uh, Garrett or any of these guys too, but I think that they feel right now that uh, they have somebody, it, you know, that they believe in. And, uh, you know, it's just it things didn't work out. And you know what? If Miami scores 40 points a game next year and and uh, I mean, they'll 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 be sucking up the Gaddis like, oh, I told you we should have kept them. And, Royals you know, winner. so you know how that is. I mean, everybody's, yeah. a, you know, yeah. I mean, a, a second guesser and all this stuff because. No matter who it's been, whether it's Randy or Al Golden or or um, Manny Diaz or Mark Rick, everyone's going, oh, they're going to – the day they got the job, I knew they should have gotten the job. This is great. But then all of a sudden things evaporate and then everybody turns sour. But that's what fans are all about. But now, I, uh, I respect- I'll never tell a fan yeah. not to think one way or another, Alex. Well, I, I respect – like something you said about – recruiting uh, and there maybe there's more to that than meets the eye when it comes to offensive recruits. But as far as what I can see, like I, and I'm not on the staff, right? So I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not privy to the inner workings, but as far as what I can see blue, I see a problem with wide receiver recruiting. Like I I see the guys that they missed on in the class of 2023, the guys that they've missed on so far in the transfer portal And so, you know, on the outside looking in, how do I not hold the wide receivers coach, who's the same guy as the offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis, how do I not hold him accountable for that? And I know how Mario is obsessed with recruiting. Yeah. Well, no, you got to, and you have a, you have a valid point. I mean, I do, but I, I think that maybe there's, 
something in the workings right now from a, a transfer portal. I know they have a couple of visitors coming in, the guys that, you know, that can understand. I mean, that if they walk into this situation, they're all already, you know, in the mix. Right. And, uh, you know, I think that they believe in Colby Young. I think that they believe he could be that guy, you know, given an opportunity where you have a solid run game and, and a healthy Restrepo and playmakers like Joseph and Washington and other guys like that. And Brashard Smith, I think that, you know, everybody, you know, you look back and the only thing I could look back is HB blades when he came out of high school and he went to pit. And then when he came back, uh, and everybody goes, well, he'll never play in the NFL. I said, well, you got to understand the type of player is, is he plays off of teammates. You see, he's not an individual guy. So when, you know, you'd be surprised how well these receivers play when there's other options and, you know, people aren't dropping balls. And to me, I think what you're going to see more is an emphasis on the tight ends and uh, Miami's going to become more like Iowa. Really, I think, because when you think about it, Iowa has these marquee guys oftentimes going in the first round, and that's what Miami has right now. Their tight end room over the next two years is going to be insane. And so I, I think the, the pieces are coming together. I just don't think anybody understands how horrible this roster was. It was a terrible roster. Yeah. No, I, I, that's all very fair. We're joined here by Larry Bluestein. Uh, an absolute legend covering recruiting, covering high school football, college football. Larry is, uh, he's a staple here in the South Florida community. Uh, you know, he did mention transfer portal visitors. Miami's got a couple of important ones coming in this week. They've got a wide receiver coming in. They've got a tight end coming in. We will talk about that and more right here on Locked on Canes. Right after we talk about the awesome folks at Bet Online, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Guys, I'm on the site every day because I'm arming myself at Bet Online. I am arming myself with the analytics and the analysis I need to beat the books. Okay, get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season, uh, basketball, hockey. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can get those as well at bet online we are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts thank you so much for making locked on canes your first listen today part of the awesome locked on podcast network your team every day by the way make sure you make locked on college basketball with andy Patton and isaac shade your second listen those guys are crushing it but i'm here on locked on canes with larry bluestein so blue let's start with wide receiver uh, Miami has missed on some targets even this week, like seeing Dante Thornton uh, go to Tennessee. Um, Miami was targeting uh, targeting uh, Anthony uh, Andrell Anthony from Michigan. He took his talents elsewhere, but the Hurricanes have a playmaker visiting this week he's not tall but he can play on the outside he is an absolute burner he's also a great punt and kick returner Gary Bryant Jr. out of USC now Blue knows a thing or two about USC so I'm sure you've watched Gary Bryant probably closer than most he's visiting he's going to be in South Florida today he's visiting Miami today Friday through the weekend uh, if Miami can lock up Gary Bryant, he's only about 5'11", but he can play on the outside, and I think he would compete to start, if not start, right away at the University of Miami. What can you tell us about Gary Bryant, and do you like Miami's chances here? Uh, first of all, I mean, he reminds me of Steve Smith. 
I mean, you know, I mean, and here's a guy playing the NFL. It wasn't real, real big, but he could spread, you know, he could get outside. He could cause some havoc. He's uh, quick off the ball, can get open. Um, definitely a playmaker. I mean, you know, obviously at USC, they brought in a, a ton of kids, uh, you know, that could play that position. And uh, certainly, you know, you look back at uh, um, a couple of years ago when Miami went to Oklahoma for a receiver that coming out of high school was one of the best in the nation top what three or four receiver in the country and sometimes you get in a log jam and sometimes you may not you know be a part of of what's going on it doesn't mean you're necessarily not good it's just that you know there's Jeff and Fitz and yeah I think Miami's got a legit chance because remember this he's going to walk into a situation where he comes in and he's going to be the dude. And uh, everybody wants to hear that, you know, when you yeah. walk in. I mean, some places he may get in the mix. Like, you know, I had heard about a couple of other schools that are in, you know, the Texas and a few other schools that were in the mix for him. And he may not be the marquee guy, but Miami can promise him, listen, you'll be given every opportunity possible to to make a difference. You could be the next Rambo. You could be the next guy who, you know, who's – you know, a lot of people uh, knew coming out of high school that was just a stud. And he was, he was, I watched him and I followed him. And when SC got him and you say to yourself, wow, that's why they're becoming a better program. And uh, yeah. you know, that's, but I do, I think, uh, I think that the good visit this weekend, I think Mario, you know, does his charm and you get, get all the offensive people in there and say, listen, you know, introducing a couple of dudes that are already on campus and, you know, tell them, listen, this is what we got. We have marquee offensive linemen coming. We have slot kids, you know, out the butt. I mean, you know, tremendous kids coming in. And then, you know, Kobe, would, who had a really good year last year. So he said there's going to be a lot of com competition. And I think this would be a great place for you, especially the fact that you're going to get a lot of exposure, a lot of, you know, we play a schedule that a lot of people are going to, you know, see not only in the ACC, but with Texas A&M. So, yeah, no, it's a great selling point. And if anybody, I don't have to tell Ma Mario Cristobal, you know what to say. That man could yeah. could close ice in Alaska. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And uh, he's not the only marquee visitor. So Gary Bryant Jr., wide receiver out of USC, is visiting. The Hurricanes also have a tight end who Mario Cristobal is very familiar with. This guy's almost as old as Mario Cristobal. <laughs> I don't know. Was he recruited by Chip Kelly back in the day? <laughs> so Oregon tight end Cam McCormick is going to be visiting this weekend. He is entering his eighth year of eligibility i didn't even know that was possible but i guess he had you know a regular red shirt injury red shirt the free covid year so he's entering his eighth and final year of eligibility this guy's probably a phd in like two different majors at this point uh yeah. cam mccormick but here's the thing um and i know people are like oh th this is what we're talking about we're talking about a 26 year old tight end guys uh what blue was talking about earlier about how miami wants to really be a powerful team up front run the football, be physical. Uh, so Cam McCormick, he is a blocking specialist, a blocking tight end. He's one of the best blocking tight ends in the country, and he's a grown man at 26 years old. Uh, if yeah. you bring in a guy like this, Blue, he could make an immediate impact, and he's also coming in for a visit this week. Yeah, well, 100%. I think he and Stetson Bennett uh, went to kindergarten together. So, um, 
But, but but when you take a look at what he brings to the table, and you are 100% right. I mean, this is a guy that comes in. He's a mature guy, uh, you know, as somebody who's gone through those freshman and sophomore and junior, you know, growing pains. Uh, you know, he's, he's a guy that obviously is going to have multiple degrees. So he's going to be somebody that a lot of the people, the kids are going to gravitate to, and they're going to look at him uh, being the old man. And, and, but yet he's a guy that could really be an asset to this team. He's almost, his game reminds me a lot of Durham Smythe from the Miami Dolphins. And the fact that this is a kid that, learned at Notre Dame, you know, how to be a classic blocker. You know, yeah, he was an asset as far as what he could catch the ball, but he was more used as a an additional lineman. And I think that's what he brings to the table because you have pass catchers on Miami that are tight ends already. So, I mean, you need to have this. If you run that type of offense that Miami runs, you need to have that additional blocking, especially when you're building an offensive line. Yeah, he would be an absolute gem to have, you know, in this, in this program and, his knowledge of of Mario and his knowledge of, of of just the way things run. I mean, here's a guy that is a plug and play type of kid. It's not like he's going to go and has to learn a new system and a lot of people and he and Maribel close, I'm sure, because Maribel working with the linemen at Oregon also used him as a blocking mm. lineman. So, yeah, no, I he would he's a he's a dude, you know, I mean, and like I said, the best thing about it is he comes in, uh, you know, to to a lot like Lou Headley. Lou Headley was one of those guys when he came here, mature guy, you know, been through a lot of this stuff before, you know, as he, you know, he's matured. He's a no more a little teenager. The guy, obviously, um, you know, from a, an experience standpoint, and the kids uh, will probably look up to a guy like that more so than a coach because they're in his age group, so to speak. <laughs> and also he's uh, playing the same ball as they are. Yeah, no, uh, that's very, very well said here by Larry Bluestein. Uh, and so another thing on Miami's tight ends, you talk about Miami having certainly a, a good group of tight ends. A lot of these guys can catch. Uh, one guy, what do you think we might see from Jaleel Skinner coming into his second year? Do you think this is a guy who could get even lined up wide a lot because he's really speedy for a tight end and he's got that sort of height that creates mismatches? Yeah, most definitely, because, you know, with Arroyo and with some of the other kids that are coming in in this class and and, and certainly pretty good football players on hand. And I think Jaleel would be one of those guys that if you put him out uh, wide, as, as like you said, he's a he's a big body, but he's not a, a thick body. And uh, this is a guy that can create mismatches because, like you said, he is speed and he's got tight end instincts. So. Yeah, he would. I'll I'll tell you this. That's going to be a guy that could be the 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 trump card, so to speak, in in spring because they're going to use him a lot in that position because they can afford to because yeah. they've got a, a just an amazing amount of tight ends that are ready to you know to come in and and make a an impact. And I think Jaleel, who is not the two hundred sixty pounders in the two fifties. I think he becomes an asset at that position, and um, yeah, that's a good call. I think that uh, he's going to be one of those guys during the spring that's going to get a lot, got a lot of looks outside, and also maybe even, you know, uh, put him in the slot sometimes because that'll yeah. really ca- cause a lot of havoc having a guy that big. Yeah, no, that's well said. Larry Bluestein is with us when we come back. I do want to get the latest on Cormani McLean because some something is going on today, uh, and I will explain what that is when we come back. Plus, a former five-star recruit from Georgia 
has hit the transfer portal, and there is a Miami connection with him. So, guys, we still have a lot coming up here on Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So, you know, Blue, it's been very quiet on the Cormani McLean front here really since the Under Armour game. Now, there is – I would consider this – a hopeful update from a Miami standpoint. Uh, Gabby Yerudia from Inside the U has reported that, um, you know, now that the dead period is lifting, Miami is sending a contingent of coaches to Lakeland High School today, uh, you know, to go check on Cormani. Uh, Kevin Steele, Charlie Strong, and Jamila Dye will be among those representing Miami today. Uh, have you heard any buzz blue on your end from Cormani? Cause ever, ever since everyone was talking about him at the under armor game with that awkward interview that he gave, it's been very quiet ever since. Yeah. Well, to me, when I see quotes and, and, and about him, I pass him, pass him over because he's not talking to anybody yeah. and, and especially about recruiting. So when people say, you know, and I, and I love Gabby, he's a good guy and, and I understand it, but anything that he's going to say, it has to be hearsay because I know the people close to Carmani, uh, Carmani and he, and nobody's really saying anything and he's not saying anything. And he said, the last I heard is he said, we'll see things explode a little bit on the 15th. Well, that's two days away. Yeah. That'll be on a Sunday. So if that's when he set the deadline, because, you know, Miami going there today is great. Um, you know, I just think it's it's Miami. Uh, he, if he's throwing up a smoke screen, it's um, it's a pretty good one. But he doesn't say a lot. So it's really yeah. not a, uh, uh, you know, I heard Alabama, I heard Colorado. And it's I think it, in this day and age, it's going to come down to, to money like Jaden Rashada. Just uh, oh, man, it, what a story. <laughs> it's a shame we're living in that type of society, yeah. but this is really, this is the crazy part of it. And this is why when they came out with the NIL at the beginning, I said, the NCAA needs to get involved in this because if they don't, it's going to get out of hand. Cause you have two entities, you have the college who can't say anything and then NIL is a separate deal. So uh, you see, that's what I'm saying. So if, if, if that's what's going on, it's a bidding war and there's money and which I think I'm sure it is yep. involved. I mean, it's, it's not going to come down to the best football program. It's not going to come down to the best coaches. It's going to come down to how much money you can put in a bank account, because you certainly got to feel that a guy like Rashada could have flourished at Florida and the sec. Could have flourished at Miami sudden, too. Yeah. Well, Miami too. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm just saying, but 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 his latest uh, uh, gig with Florida, yeah. you figured, OK, so, you know, he's there, but it's not a football decision. And there's nothing that, uh, you know, that a, a Napier or, or a Mario Cristobal or a Norvell or anybody could do about it because you have no you know, you have no control over this NIL. There's none. There's no, nobody can comment on it. You know, you go to the AD at Miami or what, they can't comment on it. They can't do anything about it because it's not. And that's why I said from the beginning, the only way you got, could this thing could ever work. And remember, wasn't this just the beginning said, you know, we've got to put a few dollars in these athletes pockets, you know, well, few dollars isn't 13 million, you know I mean? And that, and that's where I say, you know, this thing has gotten so far out of hand and the NCAA, every, oh, they got nothing to do with it. Well, 
it's there. They're the governing body of this entire deal. It's just not like it's turned into NFL. Before you know it, we're going to have roster. We're going to have salary caps at the yeah. college level. That may be what they have to do. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how else you would regulate it other than you have some to. Kind of a you cap. have to regulate yeah. it because if it doesn't. And, and you know what? I'm all for the kids getting paid. Uh, really, because that's one yeah. thing we've been striving for for decades, but it got way out of hand really quick. It's not just these kids, you know, getting a stipend like actually Miami got the ball rolling by saying, you know, I think it was with the top gun or our top team, uh, the top American team, top up team. And, yeah. you know, and they all got like what 500 a month or whatever okay to me that's assisting in a, you know a college they just want these kids to be able to you know have some pocket money and go out to dinner and you know enjoy themselves and have a few dollars and say well no i gotta stay home that's what i thought it was intended for at the beginning mm-hmm. just to give yeah. these kids a little bit of a cushion you know uh, now a cushion and you look and I, and i you look at the cavender twins i mean they've got a lot more than a cushion and, you know, I mean, that's why I'm saying everything that they have from their car to their apartment, to their clothes, to everything is sponsored. And yeah. uh, and that's what's happening. There's no more there's no more amateur in college athletics. Yeah, no, you're you're 100 percent right about that. Last thing I wanted to get your take on last person I wanted to get your take on. Um, now, uh, Miami would have a lot of competition for this player. I, I hear a lot from. Florida fans and and Florida State fans wanting Georgia cornerback Jaheim Singletary. Uh, This guy, he covers you like a blanket. He's a former five-star recruit. I don't know why he's decided to leave Georgia, but he is uh, maybe uh, the best player in the portal. Like This is uh, is a solid player, former five-star recruit. Now, there is a Miami connection because Jamil Adai, Miami's defensive backs coach, was his primary recruiter to Georgia, Blue. So uh, do you think there could be any smoke there? And, and, you know, I'm not going to ask you if Miami could use a player like this because any team in the country could. But, I mean, how how could he fit in at Miami? He was my number one player coming out of high school in Jacksonville. And I'll tell you what, the kid kid was a beast. And I watched him, and you know what? He considered Miami early on. I yeah. remember that, you know, there was a lot of the guys talking about him coming down, uh, you know, to, to play down here. And he says, you know what? I love it down there, but right now I'm going to go. I still remember because when I saw him as a sophomore and I said, wow, he's this kid's going to be special. And then I kept following him and I said, you know what? He's as good. It's like it's like Brandon Innes. A lot of people look at a, a guy like that and they kind of take him for granted because he started since the eighth grade. I mean, you just don't come across athletes like that. And Jaheim is the same way. I mean, tremendous secondary kid, leaders, got everything. He's got speed. He's got athletic ability. Uh, and uh, and that's why he went to Georgia. But I, I definitely think Miami could be in, in play here because of the fact that he was interested in them at the beginning. You go back and look right. at you know his choices coming out of high school and Miami was right there and that was a Miami team that was had very little to to talk about for the future like this one does Larry Bluestein does an excellent job 560 WQAM the six ring canes uh let people know blue where they can find your next shows yeah, well, we'll be on um, uh, this coming um, right after the Miami Heat on Monday, which is the uh, which is Martin Luther King Day. So it is we're going to be we're scheduled to be on from seven to nine. Miami Heat play early, and then uh, 
usually I, you know, we're on and I let everybody know and our guest list is going to really, really get much, much better. We're going to have a lot of college coaches. We're going to uh, hook up with Mario Cristobal. Yeah, probably in the second week of February, just let him get the second uh, national signing day out of the way. We'll be able to, you know, pick his brain because by then those guys will be more than commits. will be signees and he can talk about them. And there's a lot of kids like he can't talk about a Carmoni McLean right now because he's not signed. But, you know, I'm sure that once he gets in the fold, uh, he's going to got plenty to talk about, but yeah, it's a, it's a really good deal. We have seven interviews every week. I mean, you know, it's not, awesome. it's an interview driven show and, um, and it gives people an opportunity to learn about not only the high school players, but some of the college coaches and, and, you know, we, we tap into a lot of the analysts, Andrew Ivins joins us a lot. We, you know, we were at FSU, we're at Florida, we're at UCF, Jason Beatty from the Orlando Sentinel joins us. We have a varied amount of Miami people you're included that we talk to uh each week and get their opinion on it and uh, yeah i enjoy it it's a great show everyone should check it out and guys thank you for making locked on canes your first listen now for your second listen check out our brand new podcast on this network locked on college basketball experts isaac shade and andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court plus hear from big name experts coaches and players throughout the basketball landscape locked on college basketball available on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure you follow Larry Bluestein on Twitter, at Larry Bluestein. We will talk to you guys again next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.